I've only had it two days, and it works perfectly in the daytime, <laughs> but it refuses to, to drive at night. A 320 petrol? Yes, and now basically what happens is, right? Yes. In, in the daytime, I'm driving, and it's fine. All I, right. I just put it in D for day mode, fine. At <laughs> night time, I put it in N for night mode, won't move. <laughs> Sir? Um, there's no way move. That it's why move. I never had the problem with my manual car. I put I'm it in D. To, I'm really am trying to understand yeah. what you what you're saying. Okay, well let me tell I've you again. I've never heard of a feature of a day mode and a night mode. Yes, yeah. you know in the gearbox, I put it in D for day mode, and then at night time no, in the D, evening, D is I put for it, drive. I put it in N, and I put it in N for night mode. <laughs> car won't move. Won't move. Will not move. I'm stranded. I have to walk home. You know what I'm saying? Because this bloody car, the night mode does not work. You've the, made my day. The night, really mode, have. the night mode refuses to work. Can somebody explain <laughs> this to me? M stands for neutral, just by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the M doesn't stand for night mode, it stands for neutral. <laughs> PGA Tour is knocking on my back door as the BMW Championship at Medina is right in my backyard. PGA Tour travels to the Chicagoland area for the second leg of the FedEx Championship. Good news, you'll see absolutely every golfer that we really want to shoot 18. The sad news, this isn't a major championship, but the but the FedEx is the next best thing, right? Before we break down the BMW, hello Canada. Hello Australia, USA, and UK. How you guys doing? Zach, we are embarking on the sad realization that this year's PGA season is quickly coming to a close. But I do want to stress that the cut line will continue its productions for the fall swing. We're just having too much fun bringing you the best analysis weekend and week out. They're eating her. And then they're going to eat me. Oh my God! So Zach, before we jump into this week's show, I'm a little, I'm a little bummed what? watching TV lately. How come? People are selling out like crazy. This is okay, true. first, Bob Dylan is in a mortgage commercial. <laughs> All his songs are in a mortgage commercial. And this is the guy that was a voice of a generation, you know, arguably the voice of, you know, protest yep. in, in the 60s, when, you know, arguably the greatest era of rock music in, in, in history. And now he's in a mortgage commercial and he's in a, his own bourbon ridiculous like what is going on with people everyone's got chasing that dime that dollar how broke can he be i don't know how unless you how do you burn millions of dollars in 
over like that much over a lifetime. It's crazy. Well, he he's probably playing a ton of DraftKings. That's the problem. That's true. Unless you're not you're not playing the Pat Mayo Open with no rake, he's probably getting eaten alive. It's just like everyone's doing anything they can for money. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I can't say it. Anyways, <laughs> a word from our sponsor. The Sony Walkman is a tiny stereo cassette player with truly incredible sound. Put on a Walkman and see the world in a whole new light. Sony Walkman. The Walkman from Sony, the one and only. Welcome to the cut line. I am Michael Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter. Now I'm going to be spending plenty of time up at Medina. I've got tickets galore to the BMW Championship, and I'm really looking forward to the practice round tomorrow. So as I walk around, I'll be shooting out tweets, sending photos, and just a ton of information for anyone who's interested. Dodson! Dodson! We've got Dodson here! Nobody cares. I'm really excited about taking my son to a mini golf clinic tomorrow at the driving range that the pros are putting on at Medina. It's going to be great. Now, if you're headed that way, please shoot me a DM on Twitter. We can absolutely meet up for a cocktail. Uh, I'll be there every day except for Sunday. Lucky. Lucky. I won't be there Sunday, though. Won't be there Sunday. Why? Which kind of Sunday? Skip Saturday. Uh, Go Sunday. Ah, I gotta, I gotta go Saturday. You know. You getting free parking? Um, Well, I'm gonna Uber there. Ah, because you you Um, you drive BMW, you get free parking, right? Right, but. Regardless, if you drive there, you, you, you can't have one too many. That's very true. <laughs> so we're going to take Uber. Now, I, I'd be curious. I would hope that if a BMW Uber picks me up, I'll be able to uh, get a free Uber, but I doubt it. Probably not, but they should. Yeah, it, they absolutely They should, should pay it. If they're going to let you park for free, they should pay your Uber if it comes that way. Now, those sweet sounds coming through your speakers with no echo this week hopefully with no echo this week is my man zach manford this show can't and will not be done alone martin pillar's ever so casual fan his favorite new food is the fondue whopper (laughs) he's recently invested in hormel chili and spam and he's still rocking this thing called dfs at eagles fan 83 on twitter zero iron zach mulligan manafort Zach Manafort. Zach, what's up, buddy? Yeah, you know, it's doing good. If, if you're buying into Hormel like me, it's already up uh, $1.50 this week on the on the stock market. So there you go. Keep investing. Uh, I'm doing good, man. It You know, it's sad that the PGA season's coming to a close. I know I'm excited about this week, but 70, 69 golfers now with Kevin Nye out. Eh, it's just hard to get excited about it. There's not a lot of – it's going to be – everyone's going to be over-owned. The golf will be good. I mean, it'll be seeing the best of the best play. But DFS-wise, you know, everyone says go light this week. I don't know. I'll play my normal amount this week, and then I'll be interested to see what happens next week with the, the new playoff and starting guys off at different like handicaps based on their, their school, uh, wherever they rank in the FedEx standing. So it'll be interesting to see. But I'm just ready for the season to wrap up and get to the fall swing so we can start all over again. Yeah, I, I feel you. You know, next week I will play light for sure yeah, with yeah. The 30 golfers um this week though 
I'm still going to play slightly heavy, not my normal um, entry for sure, but I'm still going to play, you know, pretty aggressively. I, I, I'm just feeling good lately, feeling good about my picks, my plays, my 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 recent form. Yeah. You know, for lack of a better term. Always so important. Keep, I'm going to keep riding that hot streak and um, just hoping, hoping that one of these six of six throughs this week will actually finish in the top 10 rather than the top 100 sick all, of it all the six of sixes this week all if you don't then you're sixes. not going to cash because if someone withdraws you just go ahead and light it on fire well you know i forget i forget that <laughs> just <clears throat> non-cut event my favorite so but uh yeah hopefully just this week i get the nuts right and um, you got to top you know just get one through six that's, it. that's all i need so uh dfs wise though last week ended up losing half my uh half my investment which i was okay with being that almost all my lineups that had six six through had dustin johnson so um i was all over dj last week based on ownership percentage mm-hmm. um if you look at those first two rounds versus those last two rounds <laughs> man it's like it's it's first place you know it's locked up don't matter locked up but that's I why we play you. four days i told that's you why we play four days you you still i still i will never play dustin john see this week i could see the argument because he's he's under 11 but we'll under get 11 last week was he i thought he was 11 something 10 7 last week oh so he's the same price all right then i'm not playing him he needs to be priced where, where ricky fowler is honestly no. <laughs> no. Fine. At least Justin Thomas. Why? Because he's not good. Dude, it's Dustin Johnson. What do you mean he's not good? His current form is not is, is trash. He hasn't gotten a top 10 since May. He hasn't, got, he hasn't gotten better than 20th since May. It's Dustin Johnson, dude. Yeah, it was Jordan Spieth too until he just was terrible forever, and then it was like, why even bother? I'm not saying TJ's ever gonna go that bad, but that's the way it is currently. Like until he turns it around, no way, dude. Just the putter's gonna fix itself. Nope, he's in. He's in play. Nope. Anyways, <laughs> we'll break. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. How, how how did you do? Uh, uh, I oddly enough, I did. My lineups looked awful. Um, but I had a lot of John Rahm, which is great and would have been even better if he would have closed it out on Sunday. So I, I had to think of two, only two or three six of sixes through, so it was painful. But of those two or three, I can't remember, they're all in the, the single entry. So I ended up actually breaking even because uh, the biggest buy-ins I play are the single entries, and then I play the cheaper uh, multi-20 maxes. So it, it ended up being all right. Well, that's good. Yeah, I'm happy can't, for you. can't complain. I had no DJ, you know, all John Rahm. Even- you know the blind the blind squirrel finds the nut once in a while. Hey, one of these times, that's all it's gonna take. I guess. I guess. Uh, I did want to inform everyone that uh, I'm gonna start this new Wednesday kind of write up where I put like a core four um, on Wednesday who I'm in a overweight on my lineup builds. And, and and the reason I'm doing this is just because when we do record our podcast, sometimes just a player we like we might be. We might kind of change our position on, yeah. and I, I just want to make sure we stay up to date with all our listeners. That's fair. So, I mean, um, especially you guys up 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 in the Great White North, Canada, 
you know, we got to make sure that they're on top of the game. So very true. Um, so look for that on Twitter um, at Lunis, and and we'll be ready to roll. Now might, the cut I line is. I join you with that one. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Uh, you should join me. I will. One. I will. Starting in this fall swing, of course, because it ain't worth it this season. Maybe well, this week. Maybe this week. I'll do it this week. Do it. Yeah, do it this week. So now the cut line is here to bring you in-depth DraftKings analysis of the BMW Championship at Medina Country Club. And we're going to do the best we can. Now, I've followed boxing and dance for 23 years. Apollo Creed was in dance shape, not boxing shape. Creed is clearly exhausted by the dance number he did with James Brown five minutes earlier. And before the second round is over to give you the best opportunity to cash on Sunday. We're going to be sure to bring timely wax, greenside sand traps, and a putt that might drop in through your back door. And now the goal of the cut line is not to make sure that not only is your turn-up lineup in the green, but so is your bankroll. Cut line is here to give you the plays to build your best lineups week in and week out. And with only 70 players, I'm sorry, 69 players in the field, you better make sure you have it right this weekend. And as always, a special thanks to PGA and Fantasy National for all the stats they provide for golf fans and PGA DFS enthusiasts. Fantasy National is helping draftees create unique lineups based on key stats and analysis. Trying to figure out why you're struggling week in and week out? Maybe it's because you're not considering Fantasy National. You're ending up on the wrong end of the flag stick, so I ask you, how are your lineups doing? You know we've said that same line every podcast. Hey, it's got to be consistent. Talk about pitching someone. <laughs> hey, they got hey, they help us help everybody, and why not? They great, do great product. I, I, they're the only people I use. It's the only tool or like paid program I use for for PGA. If that's not more of a plug, I don't know what is. I I don't think there could be a better plug. No. <laughs> This week, the PGA Tour travels to Medina, Illinois, for the BMW Championship. <laughs> this is a scorer's course, and we can expect the winner to have a score of double digits under par. There are trees, tight fairways, small greens, a little bit of undulation, and plenty of bunkers guarding these tight greens. Simply said, not a simple skill set is going to help players dominate this course. You need an all-around game. But, Zach... What are the golfers facing this weekend at Funky Cold Medina? Medina. So old Medina, Medina, whatever you want to call her. Par seventy-two. It's Medina. It's Medina. Medina. I call her Funky Cold Medina, and I don't. There's care. no potato, potato here. Well, it's Medina. Well, that's fine. Be that way. I will say this about it: it's it's a long course, but it looks long. So it's a par 7657 7, yards. Uh, old course. Built in like the 1930s, has gone through numerous redesigns. Uh, most recently in 2010 by Reese Jones, uh, and you know usually that's not as important since it's so long ago. But what is important about it is in, in 2010 it changed from poa grass to bent grass. So all kind of the historical data we have from when it was played in 2006 and years past is all winners from playing on poa, which you know it's not a huge end of the world game changer, but it's something to consider when we don't have a lot of data. So. Looking at guys that perform well on bent grass is, is something I'll look at here. And the only history we have is the, the Ryder Cup back in 2012. Um, so there's some data there, but not really a lot. 
so on the length of the course, you know, 7,600 yards, it seems really long. But when you look at it, you know, a lot of it's taken up by three of the par fives, which are over 575 yards. Two of them are 605 plus. So a lot of that length is eaten up there and some of the longer par threes. Uh, in the par fours, you got about five that fall in the 410 to 450 range. So, you know, you're going to have a lot of wedge work. The par fives are like three three wedge shots a hole. you got mid-range to long irons in the par fours. Uh, so we're going to look at lots of guys that aren't using the driver as much as we think they are. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind as we start talking about the course more in depth. Uh, on the rough, it's not really challenging, but there's almost 4,700 trees that line the fairway. Uh, so that's going to be an issue. So you got to be accurate. You can be long. It does have its, does have its advantages, but you need to be accurate here because you're going to have your shots blocked by all these trees if you don't put yourself in the right spot. So having guys that are driving accuracy is, is going to be key. Uh, on the rough side of things, uh, the first cut isn't that bad, but it's only about an inch and a half wide or a foot and a half, something like that. So it's really small. So if you miss that, you're hitting the four plus inches. Uh, the Medina Country Club director came out and said the rough is basically their true protector. Uh, they make sure it's thick and they make sure it's it's really kind of tough. So if your guys aren't accurate and they're just trying to grip it and rip it, you may run into some pretty big numbers if they get in that four inch stuff. And that's also something to mention back in the Ryder Cup in 2012 is they the course was not grown out the way it is now. Uh, so the rough was very forgiving of the Ryder Cup. So some of those stats is really hard to correlate to this course. It's really like a different animal. So that being said, I think what you mentioned before is right. You need to really look at a, the golfer's holistic game and really focus in on, in my opinion, driving accuracy and a little bit of distance and then some of the wedge game. Um, the greens themselves, it's bent grass throughout since it changed in 2012. Uh, the stint meter is 12, which is about tour average, so the greens are just about average. Uh, back in 20 or 2006, it was ranked the 17th hardest course on tour. I would estimate that's probably about the same with the changes because uh, the course design was changed a little bit, but not too much. Mostly just the grass and some of the, the bunkers and trees and growing out the rough. Uh, on the weather side of the house, you're the local guy. I, I'll Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just trying to look it up from, from a perspective here, uh, from a distance. It's supposed to rain uh, tonight or tomorrow for you. Uh, Going to be pretty consistent winds Thursday and Friday, roughly like 7 to 10 miles an hour throughout the day. Uh, so you won't see much of an advantage. Maybe it's a little bit wetter Thursday morning, but... I don't know if that proves to be much different. Uh, Saturday for me, it's a long lookout. It looks to be the windiest day. Really have no effect on our lineups because we're no no way to tell who's going to be teeing off first on Saturday at this point. For me, stat-wise, uh, I'm kind of keying in a couple things. I'm looking at GIRs gained. Uh, the greens are a little bit smaller than tour average, so I want guys that can get on the green good. Uh, I'm looking at good drives. I want distance and accuracy uh, combined. I want to be able to set up their shots for those wedge shots. Fairways gained, I, I think it's extremely important here to stay on the fairway. You end up in the rough, you're going to see some larger numbers. Strokes gained par four, uh, I think that's where you're going to make your money if you can dial in your shots. And then I'm going to take those and also add in the mixed condition model looking at strokes gained putting over the last 100 rounds on bent grass. And I'm also looking at the last 100 rounds for proximity from 175 to 200. I think that's where you're going to see a lot of those wedge shots come from. Uh, for me, that's pretty much where I'm at. Uh, and I think I might mix in scrambling as well, just, just in case. Uh, but that's where I'm at for key stats this week. How about you? I'm looking at T to green game. Uh, that <laughs> yeah, you're right. Balance that balanced approach is something that I'm going to like weight heavily in all my models. I'm also going to look at birdie or better percentage. This is going to be a scores course. I know that the rough is going to be high, and I'll be sure to kind of verify that tomorrow with everybody. Bring you know, bring a couple pictures out on Twitter. But 
Um, still, birdie or better percentage, I think it's a double digit under under par here. Um, greens and regulation percentage, ball striking approach, good drives, driving distance, overall proximity. Um, any other specific stats that I may or may not consider are something um, kind of like scoring per 18, which I technically always do with my private model. And then, of course, we are going to look at the last 100 rounds versus the last 12 rounds. So, <coughs> excuse me, that's kind of what I'm looking at, just that overall game. And, and I think it's a great way to approach this course. I'm going to really, really try to hedge in certain spots on ownership and diversify my lineups through salary allocation and hopefully just put the nuts together with no cut event it, it, it's a very difficult thing to do but i'm excited i'm excited i'm going to be there so it's awesome i like it all right so that's going to take us to our birdie or better segment where zach and i break down each tier of golfer in this weekend's DraftKings player pool and we're going to look at our favorite plays as well as the golfers that we intend to fade now we're going to start with this top tier. Zach, who do you like? I'm sticking it with John Rahm at 10-9. I mean, he moved up five places this week to the fifth in the FedEx points. He's got a good shot at a great payday. Uh, his form is like, incredible. He's extremely locked in. Uh, I'm not really concerned with him blowing the lead on, on Sunday. I mean, he got a third last week. He had a seventh at WGC St. Jude, 11th at the Open, and a third at the U.S. Open. So, I mean, he got third at the U.S. Open. The next event he played, came back at the Open and got 11th. So, I'm not really concerned... Uh, that that gets in his head too much. Um, just looking at uh, kind of his stats as well on Fangrass, I mean, it's it's hard to have someone in this range that's better than him. Uh, he's 13th over the last 100 rounds putting on Fangrass. Uh, looking at just his rounds in general, he's 9th in strokes gained tee to green. My only concern would be you know, what his mental state is after giving it away to, pa- up to Patrick Reed of all people. But I don't see a reason if I play anyone in this 10K, there's only two guys I'm going to play, and, and the highest one is John Rahm. He's been playing very well lately. I, I think the only concern I would have with Johnny Rahm is the ownership. Yeah. But then again, you're, you're going to eat chalk anywhere you go you in the lineup construction this week. So John Rahm's a great play if, if you're willing to eat that chalk at this price point. And you can still build solid lineups even with his salary. So um, talking about salary, you know, I'm surprised he's not higher than Rory. That's yeah, I couldn't believe it when it came out. I thought for sure he'd be like he'd be higher. I'm actually kind of shocked at some of these prices altogether. I, I'm kind of I mean, head scratching. That that ten nine is screaming like buy 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 buy. And right now I got his ownership a shade over twenty percent. But that's not um, that bad though, really. Well, considering who you who you have to choose from in this range. That's true, but I, I think. If you think of the field, it's an elite field. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not surprised 21%. That That's probably going to go up in like a three max that's or fine. a single entry. I'll make it up in the seven Ks. It's no big deal. Yeah. I'd so. rather have the right elite golfer and then get 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 good with the seven Ks that finishes in the top 10. I mean, that's where you, that's where you basically really have to be. That's true. That's true. Uh, upper tier guy that I really like here is Rory. I think McElroy has really figured it out since the uh, since the Open, which really was like the only embarrassment we can look at since the RBC Canadian Open, which he won. Um, ninth at the U.S. Open, fourth at the WGC St. Jude last week, and he finished sixth. Um, he looks great. He looks dialed in. Um, he's got a shot to win at the FedEx at the PGA Tour Championship. 
Last week, he gained 4.2 strokes putting, and he only lost a ha- like a less than half a stroke around the green. Yeah. Rory's like in just great form right now. Um, he's. Tr- I think that miscut really kind of revitalized some fire inside him, and that's a narrative that I don't necessarily play often. But at 11.5, I think that's going to put ownership down as well. Um, so I, I think Rory's an excellent play this weekend. Again, uh, he, he's costs enough to where his ownership just might be reduced because of that. Because he's 11.5 and people want to build better, stronger lineups based on DraftKings pricing, I, I, I could foresee that happening. What do you think of Rory? Yeah, you know, I completely agree with you. I think the Open, I mean, there was a lot going on for him. Hometown, it's a lot of pressure, tons of interviews, all off-course stuff. Sure, he wasn't in the right mindset. And he still came out and almost made it on Friday. So I get it. And and then you look at, like, you know, Quail Hollow, what I've I've heard thrown out a few times as as a corollary course that's close to this one. And that's an event that he's won, finished runner-up before. Um, So, yeah, I, I completely agree. All right, my next player in this round is DJ. Like we were talking about before, I I, I have to play Dustin Johnson. Good, good. Everyone play him. Uh, not, not everyone's gonna play him because they me. feel like you. June, July, <laughs> August has lost strokes putting. His putter is frigid. Okay, it's freezing right now, but he still finished twenty fourth last week. Twentieth at the St. Jude. 35th at the U.S. Open. He lost over six strokes putting at the U.S. Open. He finished 35th. Shows how talented he is. Last week, he lost strokes off the tee. Um, I'm really just hoping he ties it together. Now, here's why. I got his ownership right now at just a little bit over 10%. Okay. How do you not want Dustin Johnson, pieces of Dustin Johnson, at a little over 10%? for $10,700. In my private model, he ranks 8th overall. I'm okay with that. You know, even in Vegas, it, 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 he's got great odds. Just to win the tournament. Flat out win the tournament. The 4th best odds. Why not? Why not Dustin Johnson? Talk me off him. Sure, I will. And, and all you have to do is pull up his game lock. He's just not... Not even the game lock. Just watch him play. He's not there. He's not there. He's just not all around there like he usually is. His off the tee game is struggling. His putter is struggling. He just and he can't string a consistent four rounds together. Sure, he looked good. I'll I'll give you that. Friday, phenomenal. Thursday, he looked all right. Saturday and Sunday, nah. It, no, you know what? Even Thursday, he didn't look good. He looked good Friday. He made enough ground back on Friday and, and a little bit on Saturday that made him look like he had a chance, but he really didn't. See, that gives me hope. But he's not there yet. I mean, even look at last year in the, in the in the playoffs. Granted, it's a different course, but still, he lost strokes putting at Dell. He lost five strokes putting at BMW Championship, and he only had .8 strokes gained putting in the Tour Championship. I don't know what it is about the playoffs, but the last two years and the years before that, he lost putting in all three rounds of the FedEx playoffs. The only time he's ever gained strokes putting is when he won the BMW Championship back in 2016. Different course, though. Uh, all of them are different courses, but for some reason, consistently in the last two years, he has lost strokes putting during the FedEx playoffs. I, I for for that amount of money that you're paying for Dustin Johnson, he has to he has to top five, top really top three um, to have a chance here. And I just I don't see it. It's, he's just not he's not there. 
I think it's worth the risk. You know, at least one lineup. I, I do. I'm going to stick to in my the guns lineup on this construction one. this week, you can really diversify that salary allocation. I, I, I think he's an option. I think he's in play. The winner is going to be someone who picks the guy that no, that nobody's going to play. And if that's the angle you're taking, I could, if he wins, then I, I me and hopefully many others don't play him and you win all the money. But I he's not the one I'm willing to plant my flag on this week. All right. Anyone else in this range you like? Um, yeah, I think the only other guy I would play here is Justin Rose at 10-2. Uh, lost a spot he's sitting at 12th in the standings this week uh, looks like he's in great form he had 10th last week and 11th at wgc a 20th at the open a third at the u.s open uh, looking at his stats they kind of back that up they actually really outperform what his price is he's second in proximity from 175 to 200 first in strokes gained par four fifth tee to green 15th in scrambling 18th in ball striking um i don't know why he's 10-2 i, I have no idea i thought i thought for sure he would be closer to 11 but if you're going to price Justin Rose at, at 10 2, I'm, I'm going to be forced to have a piece of him. Here's my issue with Justin Rose. He almost gained eight strokes putting last week. Yeah, but historically, he ranks 22nd in bent grass putting. Everyone has a bad week. And that and I love that. Good. I hope that people are off him because he, he's, he's, he's. Wait, no. Rose? I, I, yeah, Rose gained. Oh, I'm sorry. Almost, yeah, gained almost it. eight strokes. Yeah. That's fine. Like, I don't like that. That when your game is so good because your putter was on fire. Because I mean, if you look at the rest of his game, if he didn't have that putter, yeah, he wouldn't have done well. He would. He would. I mean, he may have made yeah, a but, cut. But that's but, the thing. He's a bent grass putter, so that's the time you want to see his strokes gained. He's not a bent grass. Twenty putter. second. Twenty second. In this field, he's still way better on something like Bermuda. Yeah, but in this field, this is the elite top seventy. I. The, the fact that his putter was what saved him last week scares me and throws me off him a little bit. I'm not saying I, I don't want pieces of Justin Rose, but I, I'm it's it's just I'm not going to throw caution to the wind here with Rose. I, I know what I'm getting here. I know that last week it was his putter that saved his round. And Absolutely. I don't I don't necessarily want to risk that this weekend on greens that are small and where you need an approach game that, that is going to – just put you a couple feet from the hole to score but the thing is he's not he's not losing strokes in approach he's he's dead even and that's fine on this field that's fine because and you look at the 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 distance of approaches this week are are different than last week and and the majority he's going to be hitting from is where he excels the most Hmm. i mean that's my opinion well you're entitled to that opinion (laughs) he ranks six overall for me, in mixed condition wise, it's uh, just so one, one worse than where he's priced, but I'll take it. Two other guys in this in this range that we're probably not going to touch upon, but that it would be Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepka. Kepka, I understand, is just going to have lower ownership. This course doesn't necessarily fit his style Mm-mm. of play, but I could easily see him just flipping a switch, turning it on. Um, Justin Thomas is someone who um, a lot of people have had interest in, and I get that, but not necessarily someone that I'm going to buy into. No. I will say this, though, back about Kepka. This St. Jude, Jude and this uh, Medina course, I see a lot of similarities with the small greens. Yeah. Um, and we, we know Kepka won the WGC St. Jude, so he could easily win 
this tournament. And if you are going to buy into Kepka this weekend, you're going to get him at an incredibly low ownership rate, which is just a huge leverage. But I'm not sure you want to leverage up here at the top. And and that's maybe not the smartest play. And it's not even that significant of an amount. People are still going to play Brooks Kepka, But he probably will be arguably the lowest owned. Maybe Dustin Johnson will be a shade lower than him. But <laughs> I, I could see Kepka becoming an option. You know, if uh, if he if his name picks up steam this week, especially after some practice rounds, so yeah. Um, anyone else we want to cover in this range? Yeah, I think we only left out. We didn't leave anybody out. Nope, I'm good. All right, so we're gonna go to that nine K range, which includes Cantley, Reed, Webb Simpson, Adam Scott, Tommy Fleetwood, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I only like one guy, and Ooh. that's Adam Scott. Yeah, I like Scott. I, I, I'm all, yeah, go ahead. You got him. Take him away. He, he's coming in like super chalky, like for sure. Um, he he he's just playing great golf right now. You you are really highly on on recent form. Adam Scott right now last week, he gained strokes with the putter. <laughs> like that's insane with Adam Scott. Of course, we need to pay attention which putter he's going to bring out this weekend. You never know with the guy. Yep whether it's the short putter or the long putter. So um, I'm going to be paying attention to him on the greens, but a fifth place at the Northern Trust, 40th at the St. Jude. But before that, miscut at the Open, but a seventh, second, and eighth. So three straight top tens for Adam Scott. You know what you're getting with Adam Scott, very volatile golf, golf player. His best putting surface by far is Poa, and but his worst is Bermuda. Luckily, we're on bent greens, <laughs> so he's just kind of right in the middle there. Uh, but I just wanted to point it out how volatile of a putter he is and how, how just irritating he is sometimes to roster in your DFS lineups. So Adam Scott I, is in play for sure for, for me. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. There's only uh, three guys in this range that I like, and he's one of them. Yeah, who else do you like in this range? Uh, so this guy ranks out number two for me. And, you know, I, I kind of am back and forth on this, but – just looking at his bent grass play, I, I can't stay away. and It's can't lay at 9,800. I think he's weirdly priced where he's just a shade under 10K. And he's six in the FedEx points, so he's, if he plays well, he's got a shot at you know winning this thing. Uh, he's got the stats really to back it up. Like In the proximity from the 175-200 range, he's fifth. Uh, he's fourth in strokes gained T to green, fifth in GIR's gain, second in ball striking. Um you know he's been getting better so he went through you know he went through that that phase after he won the memorial where he came in 21st the u.s open 15th at the travelers and then he kind of got a little worse 41st at the open but then he's bounced back with two back-to-back 12s at st jude and northern trust and i think that we'll see him peak here i know you're gonna go and i know it because it's yeah his putter saved him last week too uh, but that's fine because I think that he turns it around here. He's gotten pieces of his game back one week at a time, and I hope, really hoping, this is the week that he puts it back together. Yeah, he, he the putter was great for him last weekend. I, I we can't deny that, but he did get a twelfth at the St. Jude, and where his putter was very mediocre at best, and yeah. where he where he excelled was just that tee to green game, which I kind of often talked about with this course that's what i'm looking for and Cantley fix that fit, fits that mold he always has a great tee to green game especially when he's on the top of his game back when it with the memorial and the pga championship and the rbc heritage and, and the masters it was excellent golf overall so if he pieces it together he could easily win this tournament 
I'm, I'm not opposed to rostering Cantley. It's just if he doesn't pan out top five, you know, your lineup's a wash. It's true. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely risk here, without a doubt. Um, but I'm just hoping that this is the week that he comes back to that, that five tournament stretch where he was like top 10, top getting third and first and all that stuff. He's definitely shown he's got he's got the ability back to do it. I'm just he needs to put it all together. That's true. So a, a guy I want to mention that I, I I don't know where I'm at with him in terms of rostering is Webb Simpson. Yeah, man. You know he's going to be another chalky play, but I just don't think he'll be as chalky as Cantlay or as Adam Scott. But the guy is just a scoring machine, and we talked about the scoring that we want here. And Webby fits that scorer's mold and that mentality. Now, last week, 18th at the Northern Trust, lost strokes off the tee and didn't have any other glaring weakness and still finished top 20. But before that, second at the Wyndham, second at the St. Jude, 30th at the Open, 16th at the U.S. Open, second at the RBC Canada. Um, One thing to point out, though, at, at the RBC Canada and the U.S. Open, that putter was on fire on fire and he did struggle kind of off the tee and around the green which i think are skill sets that you're going to need this weekend mm-hmm. but he has gained strokes in his last 20 rounds overall in his last 181 rounds has gained strokes webb simpson's in play last reason i like him scoring average 3.83 where does that rank in the field number one you want scores overall my model though my private one he ranks 30th. So I don't know where I'm going to put Webb. I will probably talk more about him in that write-up in terms of where I end up rostering him. But in 9,400, he is enticing. Yeah, I think the only thing that worries me about him is he's not the I mean, he's not the worst off the tee. So his driving accuracy is 30th on tour. But his distance is 156. So he's not a long hitter. And I know a lot of these aren't, aren't aren't driver off the tee, but a lot of guys are going to try. And if you've got both of those, I think you're, you're setting yourself up ahead a little bit further than, of the field than most. And I worry that he's just not going to be able to keep up for, for that price. All right, not bad. Any Anyone else in this 9K range that you like? Um, you know, I have some interest in Fleetwood just because he's 9K. Uh, he's sitting 24th, so he needs to do well here to make it to next week. Uh, he plays well on bent grass. He's good on par fours on bent grass courses. He's eighth. Uh, he's 18th in good drives. Pretty accurate. Okay putter on bent, so not the best. Um, but for 9K, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of torn. Like he, he obviously can't win because he's never won. But can he t- can he top five? And I think a top five for 9K is okay. Uh, and I don't think he will be as highly owned as a lot of guys in this field with Scott right above him and and God forbid uh, people go back to Spieth right below him. I don't know. I have some. I'll have some Fleetwood this week. I feel like I have to have him because I feel like it's one of those weeks where if I don't roster Fleetwood, this will be it. You'll miss the one time. It's gonna bite me in the ass. (laughs) So like, I'm going to throw Fleetwood in a lineup, and I'm okay with that. Being underweight on his ownership, yeah, he is Tommy Fleetwood. He will have, he'll have popularity, not significant popularity. He'll be anywhere from eight to twelve percent owned. Um, in mass multi-entry, probably in those three max single entries, even less. So that's where you can gain some leverage if you, if you are playing that type of game. But, man, is he frustrating now. Because <laughs> I, 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 I've been on him, right? I know. I know. And, and it, it's, it hurts. I was all over him at the Open and, you know, finishing second. 
jerk. So close. But it is what it is. All right. So we're going to move to that 8K range, yeah. which includes Spieth, Fowler, Louis, Xander, Tony, Paul Casey, DeChambeau, Billy Ho, Matt Kuchar, Matsuyama, Jason Day, Sneds, Ian Poulter, Tiger Woods. I'm going to tell you right now, I have no interest in Jason Day. None. Just let go of the caddy. No, thank you. No, but I think he needed that. I think he needed to let go of the caddy. I, I love that. I love it. I love that he missed the cut. I love that he got rid of the caddy. And I, Because I don't think a lot of people pay attention to that either. And I think this is where this is an opportunity for him to turn it around. Not, but the thing is, though, nothing says, hey, I'm fixing it. No, it doesn't. But he's we been know awful that he's putting. a good he's a, he, but he's a great bent grass putter. Like he historically he's second in this field. But he's awful in approach. Yeah. No, I mean, yes. You're right. I mean, it's been all year long. This is not like this isn't just like, oh, oh, he's but, in a rough patch. But he's like, good he's still good off the tee. He's lost putting in his last ten events. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, don't make, get me wrong. How can you make this argument? I'm not. Jason Day I'm not arguing. And then he's a, not have this same argument that you have for Dustin Johnson. That makes no sense to no, me. No, 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 no. I am not saying that I am going to be overweight on Jason Day. I will have a few shares of Jason Day because I like the narrative that you get rid of a bad coach and mentor that you can turn it around. It's just like changing teams in the NFL or the MLB. It is not the same thing. It is. You go to a different environment. You've got different people around you. Your closest people that you see day in and day out. It don't get in your head. You, you've got a fresh start. It's, it's, it's the time. For 8,100, I will take a chance on Jason Day. I, I'm not, I am not saying by any means that he is a, like a core play or 20%. I will have 5, maybe 5, 6% Jason Day. It's a hard sell for me. I mean, he's 50th in the FedEx. Yeah. No, I know. So, like, for him to even move up, we need incredible play. Well, is there any... Well, wait. I guess my first question is, is there any amusement parks around you? Yes. Oh, well, then maybe I don't play him. <laughs> I mean, Great America is going to be right down the uh, road Oh, maybe him. I don't play him then. Uh, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not letting that happen again. <laughs> I don't think he's going to make that same mistake. No. I'm going to tell you a player I love in this range. Who you that's got? Lu- that's Louie. Yeah, I'm with you. I I think he goes somewhat overlooked in this price point because he's 8,700. People are going to drop down to someone like Paul Casey or drop down to Matsuyama, which which I don't I don't disagree with moving down on the salary ranks, but Louie at 8,700. Um, some might argue is overpriced, but my private model ranks 27th overall, but Vegas wise ranks very, very high. He's plus 330 um, to win the tournament. Now he is 28th in the FedEx, so he's right on that bubble. Yep. Um, so he needs to play well to move on, and I think this is kind of the week where I don't necessarily consider that as like a main point of emphasis to play a player. But I do think it's important for someone of his skill set. Now, one thing I am concerned about the last two weeks, putter's been cold, but even in those in those instances, sixth at the Northern Trust, 
20th at the St. Jude, 20th at the Open, 36th at the Travelers, 7th at the U.S. Open. When the field is at its best, he is at his best. I like Louis here. I like Louis the top 10 here. I'm probably going to be overweight. Yeah, no, I was overweight on him last week, and that was one of the reasons that I I made a little bit of money despite having like no six of sixes. It's because he just wasn't popular, and I hope that even this week, I kind of agree that I think he's a little bit overpriced at 8700 but in a 70-person field, I like that because that will drive people away even more, and it's fine. I, I mean, that's, that's absolutely great. I worry about his, his accuracy a little bit is my only well, concern sure. if he ends up in the rough then it's going to be a long weekend if you roster him um, i don't i there's no i i but don't he's think he's 18 like i get driver. it the courses i'll have a better answer tomorrow when i'm actually there yeah and and i just the course though doesn't play that hard and i know they the the trees are bigger everything's different at the tree line fairways but if, if you t- if you get a chance go to medina's website these are straight holes except for a few of them and their slight dog legs or slight just turns. yeah, but those slight dog legs are, are tree blocked. I mean that's the that's the key. I I just, but I mean if you look at his total driving, he's 18th on tour. So I mean between so that's what I kind of like guys who are that are in that that top 20th percentile between accuracy and distance. So I mean that's what I'm looking at. Sure, no, that makes sense. But I, I I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna bite this narrative that I think a lot of people are talking about is that how hard this rough can get i think you're going to be in more trouble if you're in the trees but even then you're able to get out and have a pretty decent scrambling shot at the green to to, to go for par so um, well, if that's the case then you should be all over jordan speed no <laughs> first in scrambling in the field <laughs> no no we're, we're not doing the speed train this week thank god there there are trees here it's not just rough so but um who else in this range do you like? You know, I don't know the last time he was priced this low with Ricky Fowler. Uh, 8800 I just, I almost feel like it's a trap. But, I mean, he just missed the cut last week. He's 17th in, in the standings. Did you watch that 18th hole? I did. I did. Oh, my God. I did. I, I, I thought for sure. So, I had a lot of Ricky last week, too, and that, that hurt. I mean, that's really what, that's what caused all my five of sixes was Ricky. The double bogey to miss the cut. I thought he was in. I was like, I didn't. I had to go back and watch it because I wasn't. I, I saw the score. I was at work. I was like, all right, good. My my six to six is going to be through the roof. And then I saw Twitter, and I was like, what the hell happened? But I mean, that's fine. You know what? That's even. I'll take it because that's going to push people away. So I'll have. You know, I'm undecided on where I want to fall in ownership wise with him, but for 8800 to get Ricky Fowler. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's been up and down recently. Six at the Open, 46 at Rocket Mortgage. I don't know. I, I'm really having a hard time figuring out where I want to be on him. His recent form is very suspect, to say the least. It is. Like, no, it absolutely is. And, and he's not – I don't think he's in much danger of missing next weekend. He's 17th. No, he'll be fine. So, like, I think he'll be okay – it's just something's not right here. I know he switched his grip up. Yeah. A few a few weeks ago, and he still might be adjusting to that, which he probably is. Um, it might explain a lot, but even the putter's gone cold. It has, and that's bad because he's he's I mean, fourth in putting and 
and, and three putt avoid over his last hundred rounds, and it's just not showing up. Yeah. So I, I don't think I'm gonna have much Ricky this weekend. It, it it's it's just not gonna fit my build process. Yeah, no, I can see that. I'm gonna have some. I I, I really gotta look at what. I really gotta build some lineups and see what, what I got left to see if he he fits what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to Tony Finau next, yeah. and I I think he's figuring it out. Yeah, I, agree. I really do. And you know, we called him the DFS darling last year, um, but this year he's been anything but that for DFS owners, especially early in the season when he was like the chalk donkey. But um, you know what? The, the ownership still isn't there. And 30th at Northern Trust, 27th at WGC, 3rd at the Open, 23rd at the 3M Open. He could easily turn it around if that if he figures out the putter. Yeah. Smaller like, greens. I mean, I agree with you. Absolutely. I mean, in, in his last six events, lost strokes putting, you got smaller greens. We know he's great in approach, and his approach game is solid. Uh, we could see a great finish, like he finished at the Schwab back in May where he gained five strokes putting and finished in second place. So I'm going to have a lot of Tony Finau for that, hoping that the putter just is there this weekend. And it, it's going to pay off, especially at like less ownership than what I think he should garner. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, his, by far his best surface is bent greens. and Proximity-wise, he's second in the field from the range I'm looking at, from 175 to 200. 8500 and I agree. I I I've been I think every time you've recommended it I've been against him, but I think I, I agree with you here. I think this is this is the spot that I that I like female as well. Mm. All right. So, I'm going to give you three names. Do it. Yeah, I want you to tell me who you're going to play. Yep. Paul Casey, Bryson DeChambeau, and Decky. Paul Casey. Okay. I'm not. I, I'll, I'll have none. None. None of Deshambo. Who hates golf? And everyone who, hates him. So I mean, <laughs> it all works who out. Who hates? Who? Did you see his press presser? Oh yeah, man. I, I I think that for a guy who can you know come unglued a little bit easy and he's gonna go out with the oh watch me play fast mentality. I can do it. It only happens a couple times that I play slow. And it's just a recipe for disaster. I think he grades out well here, but I, I don't like. I mean, who is he? Who is he? I didn't look who he's uh, paired with. I guess that's a big, a big deal. Who is he paired with? Someone that's gonna give him shit all day. Uh, he's paired with Brooks and JT Post. Uh, oh no! Kidding. I was say no, <laughs> no interest. <laughs> oh, let me see. I'm looking it up now. I should have looked this up before, but I had no interest in him, so I didn't. Uh, Finau and Kisner. That's like a party. Yeah. Yeah, I still I don't think no. I mean, he's playing uh, right in front of Adam Scott, so <laughs> uh, and Justin Thomas he's playing right in front. I, <laughs> I, re- I I really don't think it's a big deal with the with the slow play. I, I, if anything, I think it's going to just fire him up a little it's bit. It's obnoxious, man. I do know that he's he was already here yesterday on the driving range all by himself, oh working on his game. He's a gra- I mean, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I've rushed him many times this year, but. This is getting out of control. Potentially. All right. So, anyways, Casey. Why are you going to go with Casey then? Uh, you know, he's he he's my last pick on uh, in this range. I, I didn't have him to start with, and I wanted to add one more. Um, he's taking some time off. Hasn't played since the Wyndham. 
uh, which is maybe good, maybe bad. It worked for Patrick Reed. He took some time off and won last week. So let's go with the same narrative for, for Casey. Taking some time off, get the game together. Um, his game's been solid. Tita Green, he's just been crushing it. At everything but the open, he was gaining ridiculous amounts of strokes on the field. Uh, I worry, again, about his putter, but smaller greens, I think you take that away and you just work, keep his approach game dialed in and you've got yourself a, a good chance uh, to see Casey at that. At, what is he, 8,400? Casey? Yeah. yeah Casey, 84. 84, yeah, 8,400. I mean, I think that's criminally low. The guy's in 13th place in the FedEx point, or FedEx standing, so he's got a good chance to get into that top 10 and, and set himself up good for next week. Yeah, I agree. Casey is going to be pretty chalky. That that pricing is, is astoundingly low. Yeah. And I think that's why he's in a position to just go well overweight in the field, possibly top-owned guy. Oh, if he's top-owned, then I don't want him. I mean, it, it, there's, but he's got a chance to win, and at that price point, even if you get a top 10, you're getting value back. That's true. Especially the value you want. So it's kind of hard to fade that chalk. I think you're playing with fire if you do. Yeah. But um, I, I do have interest in DeChambeau. I, I just don't know. Like, I've said this before. I don't buy that BS Einstein, you know, mentality that he has. He overthinks, of course. He just – he likes that. That's his niche. That's where he fits in terms of like his personality and everything of that nature. This course doesn't offer that challenge. It's a simple course. It's grip it, rip it, hit it where you're aiming, and if you're closer to the pin, you're going to score. Um, I think that helps Bryson in this case. So, you know, it, it's not going to be that confusing of a course. Something like the Open, he, he, he has no shot. Yeah. But something simple like this, like you saw at the 3M Open or you saw at the Travelers, which were huge scoring courses, if you remember. Yeah. He finished eighth and second. So he is someone that I have some interest in this week. And plus, he's sub 10% ownership. And if he can finish top 10 at 8,300, I'll take it. Fair enough. I, I, I won't, but I, can, I see the reasons to do it. Yeah. Uh, last guy, just to make note for everyone, is Kucher may withdraw. Yeah. Um, does have a slight injury. It's a hamstring back issue. We mm-hmm. haven't really gotten clarification on it. No thanks. But um, it's not worth you, the risk here. You only have 70 golfers. Why risk a guy who's going to withdraw? Or may withdraw. He, Sorry. May withdraw. He, he may withdraw. He could, but then why play Jason Day? He doesn't. Uh, does Kuch have to play? He's fourth in FedEx. No, absolutely not. That's why I'm wondering. Like, he goes there and doesn't feel good, and then just like, oh, never mind. Morning of, and no one can swap him out. Yeah, it's true. So, so I'll throw this one at you. What about Tiger Woods? No. Yeah, I'll have none either. But I mean, he's won here twice, right? Yeah. Before it was bent, he's thirty eighth, thirty eighth in the FedEx points. So he needs to play. He needs to play, and he needs to play well. And right. Still, no, you you have a lingering back issue. Yep, you I agree. Be up at four a.m. Totally agree. Um, you know that this is not, it, it's not something I want a piece of. Nope. Like like we've said before, it was a perfect storm at the Masters. Yep. Perfect storm, for for his his age, his ability. No, no, yep. thank you. I'm with you. Had to throw it out there, but I'm with you. Um, I will not have any of Tiger. I hope he comes in over-owned. I, I hope there's just some narrative blast out there where everyone's like, yes, Tiger's back. But 
right now I got them at less than like six percent, and uh, no, no thanks. Nope. I like All it. All right, so then I move to the six K range. Seven. Seven K range. Holy shit! Yeah, we're taking. We got. We got to get moving on these ones. <laughs> um, there are a ton of players. This is your bread, bread and butter right here. You know, anywhere from Gary Woodland all the way down to Scott Piercy. You know, players in between include Sabatini, Leishman, Kisner, Glover. Give me some of the guys that you love in this range. Uh, I'll give you some of the guys that I don't think will be highly owned that I like. And I think one of them is Andrew Putnam at 7,300. He is the bubble boy for next week. He's 30th in FedEx. He did 12th last week that put him in this position. Every week since the Travelers, he's gotten a little bit better. He was 57th, he got 32nd, 24th, 12th, and now what? What is he going to get? I don't know. But if there's anything on 12th and above for 7,300, I'm in. Uh, he ranks 14th overall in my next condition model when I take into account putting uh, and um, proximity. Fourth in good drives, seventh in GIRs gained on bent grass courses. My only issue is off the tee, he can be a little wild. So, you know. That does worry me, but for 7,300, I'm willing to take that risk. Uh, other guys that I'll just briefly mention that I do like that I think are that under that will be under owned is Ches Revi at 7K. Uh, I think he's in a good spot here with with his putting and his and his driving accuracy and distance. He's first in the field when you combine the two, as well as fairways gained. He's first, so I like that. Uh, Ryan Moore, I have some interest in. He basically needs to be top 10 here to move on to next week. And the last guy I'll mention, really, Colin Morikawa at 7,800. I don't care that he's an amateur. I don't care that he, he is in uh, 57th right now after a, a kind of a rough finish last week. Um, he, it looks similar to when he missed the cut back, back in October at Safeway, and then he went on to make every other cut, super finished well. Finished well. I'm looking at a bad week from him last week, and that's it. Uh, Stat-wise, small sample, but he's top... 20 in every stat that I'm looking at, and eighth in good drives. Um, I'm willing to take a chance at Morikawa and hope he is um, not as highly owned as everybody else because everyone writes him off as can't compete. He's proven he belongs on tour. I, I, I don't think anyone's playing that narrative that he can't compete anymore. I just think with his amateur status coming in as a, you know into this season, it's, it's taxing on him mentally. Um, and that's kind of what I worry about is at, 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 with his game. So um, one guy I do love in this range and who is probably getting a lot more love this week is Sunjay. Yes. Um, you know, I still have him at sub 15%, but the guys, the guy needs to play well this weekend to make it to the top 30. He's currently 26th yeah. and currently he's dancing for, for the tour championship, which I love, but he, he needs to stay there to play. Um, another guy who fits that same mold but is looking is outside looking in is Scott Piercy. Now Scott Piercy right now let a ton of people down mm-hmm. last week because he just had just a mediocre game. I think that sets up well for him based on his scoring ability. I got him at three eight six per eighteen. I got him at less than three percent owned. Wow. At seven thousand dollars. I will take a ton of Scott Piercy, hoping he figures it out this week. Um, Chuggy three sticks. What do you think of him? Yeah, I had some interest. Uh, I kind of cut him last minute this afternoon because I just have way too many 7K guys that I like. Um, but he did make my first cut. My, my issue with him was he didn't grade out well in the 175 to 200 range. He fell 67th in the field for me. So I, I had to draw the line, uh, I think, at 50. That's where I started cutting people, and he fell below that. 
Yeah, I, I like his ability to score here, and that's probably why I will have pieces of, of, of Howell. But other than that, you know, the recent form is concerning. Now, he does need to play well. He does need to play well, 23rd in the FedEx standings to make it to next weekend. So he, he is someone you should keep your eye on. And it's the 7K range where you're going to find a lot of these bubble guys, yep. you know, who could shift one way or another. Um, you know, e even as great as Varner played last week, he could fall out of this, you know, just fall out this weekend and, and go back to the old Varner that sucks at golf, which is unfortunate. But, um, you know, he, he he's never had back-to-back – I think once he's had back-to-back -back top 10 finishes in his career. So you need to consider that. Yeah. So um, who else in this range? Uh, back to Sanjay, I think, you know, the one good thing about him is, I mean, in his first round alone last week, he had two eagles. So you can't get cut here. So even if he doesn't finish in the top 10 or top 15, if he's making eagles one or two around or even putting up the kind of scoring he usually does, I mean, he still could make your lineup and, and take down a GPP and finish in 20th place. So I, I like that. I love that about Sanjay. He doesn't have to do well to, to not tank your lineup. Uh, other guys I like uh, that I'll have a little bit of pieces of throughout uh, multiple lineups is, you know, Gary Woodland I'll have a little bit. Uh, Neiman, he needs to basically come in top five to move on to next week. Uh, Stat-wise, he looks okay for his price. I do like a little bit of Kevin Kisner. Um, great potter on bank grass, third over the last 100 rounds. Um, and, you know, I have a, I'm have torn on answer, man. 7,700, but I think he's going to be, like, super over-owned. Potentially. I, he, I think He moved from 67th to 8th. I think he's less than 10%. No way. 7,700, he came in, what, second? He runner-up last week. I, I just I just think there's so many golfers in this field that they're not going to go back to answer who does not have a history of being a dominant golfer. No, he doesn't at all, but 7,700 just seems low. So a guy who who's not right on the bubble but can easily get into that top 30 would be Rory Sabatini. Yeah, I had him written down and I crossed him off because I just think the course is too long for him. That's true, and it is raining and it's wet. Yeah. I had him on my initial cut, and I was like, man, if it was a par 70 course, I would have just locked him in. But, That's hard to do. Recent form, suspect and questionable. Yeah. But, I mean, 43rd at the Northern Trust, 6th at the Wyndham, 16th at the Open, missed the cut at the 3M Open, 3rd at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. I am going to look at that 3M Rocket Mortgage Classic. I think this course does tailor itself to, to a little bit easier mm. like those courses so the fact that you get third at the rocket mortgage classic is um appealing for me but um we'll we'll see we'll see where i end up on rory uh sabatini at the end of this uh, or on wednesday but um yeah this 7k range as, as we kind of looked at is loaded i mean you can go to i could see arguments for gary woodland I could see arguments for Kokrak, Molinari, yeah. um, Kisner, Shane Lowry, Leishman, RCB. Like they, There are just tons of plays in here, especially in terms of ownership pivots. Everyone's going to be on Neiman. They're going to look at him as a chalk dog. You fade Neiman, and he, and he just is bad. 
you know, you're in a good spot. But who knows what's going to happen in the 7K range. All these guys are great golfers. Yep. All these and guys have their strengths, and all these guys have their weaknesses. And on the baby narrative, RCB withdrew last week because he was expecting his daughter, and she was born earlier this week. So we'll see how he does. It's a, it's a baby week. It's a baby week. Got to highlight him. All right, so this will move to our Monsters in Guarantee which actually is just going to become monster and monster because monsters from here on out we can guarantee every 6k guy will make the cut that's right so this is the monsters and guarantee martin pillar effect zach this is your segment give us one of your guarantees i'll cheat because i know i think we have both the same guy and i think a lot of people will Corey connor's at 6600 i'm right uh, with you he's on yeah. the bubble 27th uh, after coming in 21st last week He's looked great. I mean, he's finished in the top 30 the last three events he's played after missing a cut at the Open. Um, he's just too less. I, I just don't understand how he's 6,600 for top 30 in the last three events with two top 25s. I mean, he's sixth in GIRO's gain, third in good drives, fifth in his ball striking. Um, yeah, his putter's off. It's around the green game. Is, eh. uh, but his approach and off the tee has been pretty solid. I mean, even last week he didn't lose strokes off the tee. So, I mean, I'll take it. Yeah, and he's scoring. He's like a three point nine score. Yeah, scoring I just don't. I, I don't know how he's this low. Um, I don't know what his ownership's going to be when it shakes out Wednesday night. But I'm going to have a fair. If I have to plug, if I need someone under seven K, I, I don't know how I get away from Connors. I mean, he has a chance yeah. to make it to next week too. He's got something to play for. I'm really going to pay attention to his ownership. If if it just gets too high, I don't want it. Because I hate it when a 6K guy is that popular. It bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> it's not a real 6K week. They had to make somebody 6K. I feel like if this was a full field, he would he would be like high sevens. True, but then I, I still think he's... At 6,600, there's so many guys in the 6,000 range that I'll, I'll pivot to that I think can do well. Like I, I He's not one of my guarantees, but like you look at Grio, who... Yeah. You know, minus those two holes last weekend is is making the cut and looked awesome. So we have smaller greens like we talked about. We don't have to worry about the putter. He fits that kind of mold of low ownership pivot, a guy who can score and a guy who can top 10. And at 6,700, I'm only playing 100 more for someone like Grio. So I am really going to pay attention to ownership and what they project out on Wednesday. Nice. Um, my other monster is Keegan Bradley. <laughs> Putting it all on the putter. Yeah, man. I, I just, you know, we, we talk about Keegan. He, he'll be first place after round one, 40th after round four. But I'm okay with putting that on Keegan Bradley. The, the guy, I want that volatility in my lineup. I want that pivot and ownership leverage. And I'm willing just to eat it, if, even if he sucks with that putter. And that's okay. I mean, he's been terrible recently. Yeah. We got 46th at 3M, missed the cut at the Open, 61st at the WGC, and 64th at the Northern Trust. Key thing is he made the cut. And we're talking about this putter narrative. He's never been a great putter, ever. You know, but small greens, I'll take the risk. You know, it's something that I want to. I want pieces of. Am I going to be overweight? No way. But... He did play in the Tour Championship last year. Sure, he would love to do it again this year. I like it. I, I, I've been a, a Keegan Bradley rider on, on some weird events this year, and it, 
Why not, man? This is the one. I wish he teed off in the morning. I'll be honest with you. If he was an early morning tee time, I think I would have a lot more of him. With a little bit wetter, a little bit lower score, I think he's an easy first-round leader bet. Um, I, could, I could see it. All right, your other monster? I think I'm changing it, man. I think I think as we've talked through this podcast, I, I had Von Taylor, so I'll mention it just in case he does go off. But I think I'm going to change it to Max Homa. <laughs> of oh, all you people. Mi- you missed the boat. I mean, Max Homa was last weekend. No, no, no. No, 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 no. It's here, and here's why. I mean, yeah, 36, 38th Northern Trust last week. Um, but what, what I didn't realize until now, because before I started the research, I really looked at Quill Hollow being a corollary course, and I, I didn't realize he won that this year. So I'm, I'm going with it, man. He gained 10 strokes putting. He gained almost five strokes approach at, at Wells Fargo. And this is like the best, by far his best event of the year out of nowhere. I'm in. If he's my monster and he can, if I'm, if the research is pointing me to Quill Hollow, Max Home was my guy. I mean, so then you're gonna play what Joel Dahman? I'm gonna tell you what I, I, I am going to make a Quail Hollow leaderboard lineup, and God help me if I have to put JB Holmes on there, because I know he won at Quail Hollow in the past. <laughs> I don't want to do mean, it, I mean, but I may have to. At, at this year alone, you're looking at guys like Ricky. Casey, it's Rory. Rose, yeah, Don, Rory, Homa, Rory finished Rory, top ten. Homa, uh, I mean, I'm looking at maybe the last like three years they played there, taking the winner and the runner-ups and making a lineup of who's in the field. That's not a bad choice. I mean, it, I know, I know, I know. Tambo has been all over Oma the last. Oh, really? The last two weeks. I don't know how he feels about him this week. I, I don't think I don't, I've played him at all this year. I don't check those guys. I don't check out those guys till till after we do uh, the pod and my own research and stuff like that. But I I know the last two weeks he Tambo's been all over Max. I honestly don't even know where he is in the FedEx ranking. I have to look that up now. He's fifty six. Okay, all right. Yeah, he can still make it if he wins. Sure, sure. I mean that's how. That's how Reed got all the way up there. He went from <laughs> what was he at fiftieth to second. Yeah, all you gotta do is win, right? That's it. Win the BMW, and you are in. And in fact, just letting everyone know, that's what Keegan Bradley did last year with a first-place finish at the BMW Championship. Different course. Different course. So, anyone else in the 6K range that you want to mention? Not really. Um, Just looking over the names. You know, I had some interest in Furyk. I just think he's an accurate guy off the tee. He's got decent irons, decent putter, price really low. I think he makes up some distance on some of these on some of these slight dog legs. I'll have some interest. Sixty seven hundred. His ownership's not too high, and I think I have a little bit of, of interest in uh, in Adam Hadwin just because he's a good putter. Right. That's well, it though. I think honestly for me on the six K, I'm yeah. That's really it. Well, I'm I'm with you on that one. Now before. Before we wrap things up here, I do want to celebrate. Ooh. I want I want to celebrate. Let's let's cue the cue the celebration music. Let's cue it up. Let's cue it up. What are we celebrating? We are celebrating the fact that we do not have to roster that punk ass bitch Sergio Garcia. <laughs> I'm with you on that one, man. I am tired of his fucking shenanigans. 
I am so happy that he sucked this year. I mean, he 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 is a joke, yeah. a, a joke of a human being at least. The, the fact that he spit in the cup that one time when every golfer's golf ball goes in there, like what a jag off. Mentally unstable. Taking his driver and ruining tee boxes. Come on, man. A- amateur hour. It really is. It's disgusting. So, cheers to that. That's a celebration that I I'm love. With you. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. All right, so that'll wrap up the cut line in our analysis of the BMW Championship. Join us next week as we break down the Tour Championship in our last podcast of the 2019 golf season. Again, thanks to Fantasy National and PGA for all the hard work they do for golf fans. Zach, thank you for your contributions to another great show. Thank you. And I appreciate all the work that you do for the cut line. You can find, you know, no, 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 no. You carry us, man. No, sir. I'm not going to take any credit. All right. You can find Zach on Twitter at EaglesFan83. Make sure you follow him. I'm Michael Cavalunas. You can find me on Twitter at Lunas. And, of course, you can find the cut line at TCutline. Make sure to pick the new craze in your personal stereo sound system with your own Sony Walkman. Yes, our new sponsor. So, lastly, make sure you're celebrating on Sunday with a GPP win. See you guys next week. Later.